You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining Marriage Minute. Marriage Minute podcast. Yes, we're so glad you joined us for Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears. And we've got uh, a touchy subject that could be for us today. Could be a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. You what know, are we we're talking only, about? We're only four weeks in to our podcast, and now we're getting into touchy subjects. Right. So. Well, we did that last week as well. So That's true. We did. That's kind of what we do in our podcast. We address some difficult and sometimes oftentimes sensitive material. Yeah. So we've got, you know, as we've shared in our live streams, we've talked about getting questions from our our viewers and, you know, we want to answer those on our podcast. And so we have questions from our viewers and this one is about finances. So the question came to us is, should we have joint or combined bank accounts? No, separate. Sorry, separate. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, combined bank accounts, joint bank accounts uh, in our marriage? Yeah. And that's a great question. So, you know, actually, more than one person asked that question yeah. separately of themselves. So uh, it, it definitely told us that there is thought out there and concern out there about how God sees mm-hmm. uh, marriage and finances and things like that. When it goes to speak about, you know, maybe there are <clears throat> potential issues in the marital relationship or soon to soon to come marital relationship and they just want to handle it the right way or they're fearful of mm-hmm. you know maybe what um, may, may come about when the marriage right. uh, comes in so that gives right. an opportunity to maybe address that now what we're going to do is we're going to share this really from a biblical viewpoint and what God's perspective on it is and it's really it's the ideal, right? So we're not saying that there aren't issues out there or challenges in marriages when it comes to finances because we know that there are. We've lived through those ourselves, and we've come to a, a, a great, a greater place um, on that particular issue. So again, we're going to share what God's ideal is for marriage. Now, of course, there's going to be the challenge of working through things, but that's where we want to come from today. Right, and as you may have suspected, our belief on this topic is if you are married, as we are, Mm -hmm. then you should have a joint bank account. And we will lay the foundation today as to why, because that's what we like to do. We like to give you strong biblical foundation as to why we do what we do, why God just decides to have us do what we do, and why we choose to live as God has told us in the Bible. Right. And that's that's really what God's heart is, is that he's for um, really a joint bank account. And as we kind of share this and break this down for you, you're going to understand why. And again, this is God's ideal. So let's lay some foundation for the why behind that statement, why we believe that a joint bank account really represents God's heart for marriage. Well, God says in the very first book of the Bible, which is Genesis, for those of you who may not know or new to the Bible, Um, that the two shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. And not only does God say that in the very beginning of of the word, but but Jesus also reiterates that in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And so as we always do, we want to give scriptural um, references and evidence to what we're saying and why this is very, very important. So Jesus basically, in this scripture in Mark chapter 10, verses 6 through 9, is saying the same things. Um, answering some of the religious leaders of the day 
um, to what God actually said in the very first book of the Bible. So I want to read that for you right now to kind of help lay this foundation. And it says this, it says, but God, and I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. It says, but God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. So here, again, the wording's not exactly the same, but what God's saying there and what Jesus is saying there is that the two are becoming one. So there's a unity there, a mm-hmm. unity, and we'll talk about that more in just a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So the scripture really isn't talking about just the physical aspect of our lives, you know, as it would as it would relate to procreation. Right, right. So of course, which one would probably take from that scripture? Yeah, you you could certainly take from the scripture that just on the know, surface, there's a physical aspect of that, and that's very true because God wanted a family, and in order for God to have a family upon the earth, His children, He had to have a male and a female so that procreation could happen. But that's not the only aspect. Uh, of what this what this word flesh is talking about in the ori- original Hebrew, the original Hebrew word for flesh actually refers to much more than a person's physical or sexual makeup or their composition. Mm-hmm. It really relates to our total human existence. So the biblical view of one flesh communicates unity that covers every facet of a couple's joint lives together. What would that be? Well, that's emotionally, that's spiritually, that's physically, that's financially, uh, that's intellectually. So in every way, in every way, uh, in the original Hebrew meaning of that word, one flesh, that's what that means. So it's in, it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's not just limited to the physical aspect, which when you read that, you, like you said, you could certainly take away that that's talking about the two coming together as one flesh so that um, we can procreate. So that's not well, but what, what it's you're doing simply is, about. Yeah, you're taking the scripture and diving a little bit deeper into yeah. the meaning of it. One is because, we, you know, like we've said on everything about our Marriage Minute um, live streams and our podcasts, is we want to be practical for mm-hmm. people. So mm-hmm. I believe there's people out there that have this question of, well, why is that? So right. we're trying to help give you the why behind it. And give you that deeper understanding so that when we explain these things to you about why one joint bank account is important over separate bank accounts, we're really going off of the foundation of what God's Word says. So when we do this, when we when we really consider the one flesh and we come together in all aspects, so we're so close then that we function almost as if it's one person mm-hmm. balancing each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses right. because we do have those, right. right? So I know in my life, and I know Donna could say the same thing for her, Donna has strengthened me in my areas of weakness. She's helped to sharpen me and make me better in areas where I was weak before. And I know that I've done that mm-hmm. for her That's right. uh, in Absolutely. many ways. So that's what's really supposed to happen when yeah. we come together in, in our marital relationship. Right. So what does a joint bank account represent when considering what we what you just shared? Right. So for us, it represents commitment. Mm-hmm. True heart-to-heart, flesh-to-flesh commitment to one another as Mark 10, 9 share, you shared in Mark 10, 9. Yeah. Let no one split apart what God has joined together. So it's really, it's not about me anymore. I can't be the the Lone Ranger. I can't be the independent contractor. 
you know, we've, we've come into agreement with one another before God, a commitment and a covenant with him. And I can't just go willy nilly on alone and say, I'm just going to take care of myself. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's really sacrificing and submitting to God's word mm-hmm. and to what he is asking for us in marriage uh, in order to receive his blessings and his favor on our life. Because it's really about the betterment for us. Right, right. And, and you know, it, it doesn't come with challenges and disagreements. I mean, we all have different views of how finances are viewed, you know, how we handle our finances uh, based upon what we saw growing up. So um, you're going to bring that into your marriage. But the thing about it is, as we have shared just even from the beginning, you know, you want to leave a legacy that you can be proud of. And that's not only emotionally and spiritually, it's also in the everyday things of life and how Mm -hmm. you handle your finances, how you handle conversation, how you handle relationship. And so Mm -hmm. um, this is just a comprehensive one more part of the the puzzle, one more piece of the puzzle of really living a godly life yeah. with your with your let me, spouse. Let me share. Let's share an example because I think this is going to help people. So you know, in our in our early marriage, and I'm going to make this brief. So in our early part of our marriage, you know, I wasn't handling the finances in our home. Donna was handling that, and it wasn't because, well, it, what the reason was is because I just was neglectful in that area. And she basically just picked up the ball. Yeah, and I, had, ran I had to. <laughs> she had to. It was out of necessity, right, right? Right, And so we just let that happen. But as we grew in our marriage and we really started to understand what our, our strengths and our weaknesses were, I was really a lot stronger when it came to the financial side of things. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I'm, that I'm good you're, at. You're a numbers guy. I'm yeah. a numbers guy. Yeah. Um, and so, I'm you know, engineer background, that, that kind of thing. So I just was better at it, right? Uh, that's not to say Donna wasn't doing a good job. It's just that my strength is really that. And so, but I had, you know, placed that upon her unknowingly at the time. Yeah, because we didn't have a conversation about right, it. Right, we didn't talk about it. But but what I wanna what I wanna get to, and just with that little bit of backstory is this. So when I took over the finances, one of the big concerns Donna had was is that am I gonna follow through and pay the bills? That's one concern. The other concern is is that you know, um, now Richard's now in control, if you will, of the finances. Is there going to be any money set aside for me, you know, for some me money? Like, you know, to go to a restaurant, grab something at McDonald's, uh, get a Coke or a coffee or whatever. You know, is there going to be any kind of fun money for me? So right. then there's this concern about now this shift in responsibility and what that looks like. And so these are the kinds of things. Maybe you can talk a little yeah, bit about how yeah. that made you feel. Yeah, it was really scary mm-hmm. for me um, initially. I knew it was something that needed to happen, not because um, Richard was saying, hey, I need to do the finances because you're really bad at it. I knew I wasn't holding up well under the financial burden of trying to manage the home that way. And let me just say one quick thing, because I just thought about this, is I really was feeling a burden on my heart. The Lord was really speaking to me in my heart that this is an area that I I needed to start to step into and Mm -hmm. and take responsibility for our family. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't trying to do that out of control. I was really trying to follow the obedience of what God was asking me to do. Right. And and we were at a time in our life and our marriage where I saw that. Mm -hmm. And, And it was good. Um, even though it was good and I saw that it really truly needed to happen, it was very scary for me to turn over that part of our life because my goodness, I'd done it for years and years and years and years. 
and had done it, in my opinion, very poorly because it's just not something that I'm good at. I, I'm good at running the home, you know, I'm good at keeping the home together. I'm good at, I, I worked outside the home as well, you know, and we were managing a lot, uh, two little, little beautiful girls. And so um, it was very scary because I think it was, it just kind of hit on, like you were saying for me, that independence, you know, that little bit of freedom. Okay. I viewed it as being taken away from me. And, and we, Richard and I talked about it because I was able to share how it made me feel. And we were able to come to, um, an agreement on a little bit of fun money per month, you know, which really, uh, brought me peace. Mm -hmm. You know, he understood that, um, I needed to have just a little bit of, it, it could have even been 10, 20 bucks, you know, no big deal. Right. But that was money that I had that I could, like he said, I could just go get a coffee or whatever. And it, and it wouldn't be quote unquote out of the budget. Right. Um, we budgeted for it. And, you know, Richard is so good at finances and numbers and, uh, you know, if you ever need somebody to help you with a budget and to help you with your your money stuff, you know, get a hold of him because he's your guy. He's the one that can really bring balance uh, to your life that way. And yeah, finances is, is a lot behavioral. Yes. So, you know, yes. you really got to address behaviors uh, with so finances true. that's, that, that's, so that's true. really going to help you. But that just kind of gives you a flavor of an example of what's something we, we had to work through, right? Exactly. So it's not what was just good for me. Um, what was good for us and, mm -hmm. and understanding Donna's fear and concern about being like constrained, like a caged animal. I if know, you will. it really felt like that. Um, you know, I, I listened to what she said. I listened to her heart about the matter and I didn't want her to feel that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't want her to feel like she couldn't have uh, money to be able to do whatever she wanted with, you know, mm -hmm. and we budget for clothes yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, there's no concern about that as well, but um, but that budget, number one, kind of puts like mm -hmm. banks on the river, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the river's just not spreading out like the Delta <laughs> down in New Orleans, right, where the Mississippi River dumps right, into the right. Gulf. You know, but you've got to have banks to kind of operate within. But then within those banks, you, you, you allow grace to happen so that you don't put your partner in a position where they feel like they're totally constrained and they can't live and do yeah. life. I was know? so thankful to God, number one, and to you for understanding where where my fear was, where I was with that initially of letting go of something that I I don't feel I was good at in the first place, but at the same time, it's just that letting go, you know, and it's just scary. And yeah. it's okay if you're scared. The, the thing is, is take that next step and have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, hear each other's heart, have each other's back, understand and come to an agreement where uh, the one is not feeling controlled and fearful, you know. it's mm -hmm. It's got to be good for everybody on both sides and it also has to work for your budget you have to be good stewards right you know you just don't want to you know richard wasn't willing to say okay you can have x amount of dollars a month because that just didn't work with our budget you, you know you got to be practical and you got to be smart about it mm -hmm. so um we worked out a solution which was really good so, so I, I just want to just bring it back to so what we what we're trying to share within that example is is that there's commitment there right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I was committed to her needs. She was committed to the needs of me stepping into the role and mm -hmm. responsibility of managing our finances. And we were working together mm -hmm. on that. Someone has yeah. to be the lead. Right. Both people can't be the lead, especially if you're trying to, to, to look at strengths and weaknesses. Right. Um, but we were committed to working together on that. 
And as marriage is a lifelong commitment and what God's word says, which was, you know, Mark chapter 10, verse 9, let no one split apart. Well, we shouldn't get split apart because finances can become a huge argument in, in marriages. Oh, yeah. It can create, it, it be a division point and mm-hmm. even drive divorce. Mm-hmm. It's statistically proven that that, right. that happens out right. there. So Money issues, yeah. we don't want financial issues to become a problem in your marriage. That's right. And so we're, we're bringing this to you to show you an example of commitment and that you just don't quit on each other exactly because of that. But if you have each other's best interests at heart and you care about each other, then you're going to work through these things and not have false peace, if you will. And That's then down right. the road, you said, well, I've, you know, we didn't work on this issue and I'm tired of dealing with finances with you and we're just going to get divorced. Right. We don't want that for right. you guys. We right. want what God's best is for you. And that's why we're trying to bring the ideal. What's another thing? So, yeah. So having a joint bank account represents commitment like we were talking about. And it also, as we shared in our example uh, with how we came together, it's a unity of purpose. So the unity of purpose for us, God has a specific calling on a married couple's lives and one bank account conveys that the resources God has entrusted us with will be used to achieve that purpose. So the unity of purpose is to have a home and to be responsible with your money, pay your mortgage, pay your bills. That's the unity of purpose. You're coming together and you're not willy-nilly spending money and then find yourself at the end of the month where, oh my gosh, I didn't tithe. I don't have any money for that. Oh my gosh, how are we going to get this gallon of milk? Because you didn't even budget. Mm -hmm. So it really is so important to come together as a couple joint bank account, you sit down, you figure out what you have, you create a budget, and you become one. You have unity of purpose in your budget and your household finances. Well, you know, from, a, from again, from a biblical viewpoint, that's how we, we're going to bring it, um, is unity of purpose is, from a ministry standpoint, your number one ministry as a married couple is for your family. Amen. It's for your family. Amen. That's number one. Before... You know, you would witness to anybody else out there about Jesus Christ and the good news of the gospel and, you know, him saving us, uh, you know, from our sins. All of that being important, but your number one ministry and purpose and unity should be your family. Mm-hmm. It's to take care and not neglect your family in That's any good. way. Uh, the Bible speaks about that in Timothy. I think it's First Timothy, if you will. I, I, I'm not going to get the specific scripture right, but... It speaks about that. We should not neglect our own family's needs. And mm-hmm. so when the husband and wife are working together uh, in that unity of purpose, that's very powerful because now your children feel safe. Mm-hmm. They feel protected as well as the both of you do. Um, so anyway, that's yeah, just a so, powerful so thing. So I'm not pushing my agenda <clears throat> on where we spend our money and you're not pushing your agenda and like you said, the kids see us coming together and talking about budget, talking about money, talking about and agreeing upon where we're going to spend money or save. And it's, it's just leaving that legacy again mm-hmm. that, that we can be proud of. You know, our, our children see that and then their children see that. And it just it goes on and on. It's a nice legacy, yeah. right? It's what we talk yeah. about. So, so that's, as Donna was sharing about the joint bank account and how that really represents God's heart. And the importance of that, why would one spouse or even both of you want separate bank accounts? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, one one of those might be fear. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of touched on that as we've been talking so far this uh, on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but fear, I mean, you know, I'll just look at it from uh, a wife's perspective. Let's just say a, a man is running the finances for the home or whatever, handling the finances. 
if the wife is not feeling cared for, if she's not having her needs met or not even considered, and it's really all about me as the guy, and you know, it's about my hobby, it's my going fishing, it's my going golfing, it's my whatever, and I'm not thinking about my wife or my children or my family, then there's fear there that mm-hmm. I, my husband's not really caring for me. And that's not what we're called to do as husbands. I think we talked about that from previous episode. Right. So what can happen in that situation if the husband or the wife um, is pushing their agenda, like you said, in their hobbies, is um, then the other person, let's just say it's the wife, uh, just because I'm a wife and a female, um, we start developing plans and ways to cut back, let's just say on the grocery bill, or we cut back here or we cut back there because we're afraid to address the situation um, and afraid that we won't have enough someday. So we tuck things back and Mm -hmm. we we hide money and mm-hmm. we do things like that. That's just not beneficial. That's to, really good. It, 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 yeah. You're it's making just, a great point. It is not beneficial to the unity of your marriage. Mm-mm. And and it just really, it causes division and it's driven. I'm not blaming anybody. It's just, it's driven by fear and it's driven by a survival mentality it is. that we're just not going to have enough because dad's doing his thing and I've got to make it work on my end over here because I can't have that conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, the husband, we're just using the husband as an example because right. we know it can right. happen it can from go, a, a and we've seen perspective. It either but, way. Yes. But, you know, the husband's just rigid, you know. Mm. Um, he wants what he wants. He wants what what's best for him and he's not thinking of the greater thing. I'm not saying all husbands are like that. We're just giving you an example of how that can play out where fear can come into why someone would want a separate bank account. And Mm -hmm. from the husband's viewpoint, from the same example, the husband may say, well, I need a separate bank account because my wife is spending Mm -hmm. all the money. Right. And, you know, it's going to places that it shouldn't go, like too much clothes, too much shopping, too much whatever. Yeah. And so that could be the man's fear. You well, know, because on the, on the opposite side, in a, in a situation that just popped into my mind, you know, the the wife could be out spending money, and they've not really had a conversation about their limitations financially because the husband doesn't want to disappoint the wife. So she's thinking everything's great. I can go mm-hmm. spend money. I can go shopping. I can go to lunch. I can do whatever. And the husband's on at home stressing every day because money's just filtering out and and he's trying to figure out a way to work out this bill or that bill and doesn't want to have the conversation with his wife because she's angry if she gets told that she can't. Or, you know, the husband's a people pleaser, which, you know, I've been that. Right. So we're we're talking about our life, okay? (laughs) For those of you who are thinking like, well, how do they know these? We're talking about our life, all right? 30 plus years here, people. That's our life. We got it, yeah. So we're giving you some real world stuff here okay so the next thing is like tradition what people may see um from their families growing up we don't need to spend a lot of time about that but you know if you grew up in a home where you saw your mom and dad do finances with separate bank accounts then you just kind of follow what the pattern they showed you Mm -hmm. and then the last one is control um the need to be in control. And I think just sharing about fear, which really control yeah, is linked. Yeah, those examples we shared. <laughs> yeah, the examples we shared really yeah. show why why someone would want to control the finances or yeah. have a separate yeah. bank account because they don't feel like they're going to be cared for, they're going to be neglected, the family's going to be neglected, or there's overspending by one. We're not actually having conversation. 
about the why and why we need to have boundaries and limits to our spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so fear sets in, mm-hmm. which is, is linked back to that, and, yeah. and why we would think we would need separate bank accounts. Yeah, so we just shared a few points of why y'all might want to have separate bank accounts. And I guess we want to just challenge you, you know, if if we're ruffling some feathers out there and you're saying to yourself, well, you just don't understand my situation. You're right, we don't. But we want to challenge you in saying, what is God saying about why you want separate things? Seek the Lord out on that. You know, why is it that you are so strongly opposed to a joint bank account or unifying your money or unifying all your resources is just a better way to say it Mm -hmm. um, for the betterment of the family and of the marriage and and the unity. And so I believe and know that if you seek him out, he's going to share that answer with you. But that's just something I want to put out there, you know. Why is it that you're so strongly, uh, you know, planted your flag so, so forcefully in that camp? Yeah. So just a little challenge out there. I had to do that myself. I had to do a little soul searching as to the why. Uh, I was so afraid of letting go. And, and, and God really helped us through it. Mm-hmm. He really did. And, and it really, it takes some humbling. You know, I had to realize that I wasn't going to be in control anymore. And that's part of an issue with me that God had to strip away. And he'll do that, you mm-hmm. know, because God is for marriages. He's for unity of purpose. He's for commitment in marriage. Mm-hmm. And he's for each and every one of you. And he wants the very best for all of us. Yeah. So at the end of the day, so we're where Don and I are today and after many years of marriage and working through these very challenging things, we believe that a joint bank account really best represents God's heart for your marriage Mm -hmm. and your life together Mm -hmm. because it means you're committed to one another. It means you have unity and purpose. Mm -hmm. It means it's your, it's not about you. It's, it's about us so that we win, our children win, our family wins. And we really represent God's heart to the rest of the world because we can be a testimony to people about finances in the area of finances to other people. And to say, you know, we do finances God's way because this is what God's word says about That's that. Right. He He wants us to be committed to one another and to not live separately, but to live uh, lives that are um, for each other right. and for the betterment of our families. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Well, we're all done with our podcast. We just want to uh, let you know that you can email questions, concerns, anything to marriageminute at revivalnow.com. Keep those questions coming. We really, really appreciate those. It helps to let us know what you guys are thinking about out there, what's on your heart. And so we do appreciate that. Um, you want to talk about RevivalNow.com? Yeah, so on RevivalNow.com, um, and if you go to, I think, meet our media tab, um, you'll be able to find the Marriage Minute live streams. You can watch those on demand. Um, there's also a link for the Marriage Minute podcast that will take you to um, our Anchor channel, which also leads to several other uh, podcasting platforms like Spotify and Apple and Google, and just there's a host of other ones that mm-hmm. you can listen to our podcast on so that's a great way to connect with us and then also you can watch us live and on demand uh on facebook and youtube at revival now dan steep who dan steep is our lead pastor lead minister Mm -hmm. and um yeah so we we have our live streams every wednesday um at 11 a.m new york time for Mm -hmm. those of you who may be listening to us um you know across the across the globe yeah 
because we do have a, a worldwide audience. We have people that listen to us in uh, Africa and Pakistan. And so for those of you who want to tune into that on Wednesdays, it's live at 11 a.m. New York time. New York time. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next week, we love you. Love and you guys. And be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.